Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfred, sitting there with co-host Keith Myers into the final stretch of the NFL 2022 draft season. And uh, in this show, Keith has put together the Keith Myers final (laughs) 4.0 mock draft of the season, and we're going to discuss it. So how are you doing, Keith? I'm doing good. Uh, we got about, what is it, a week and a half until draft day? It's just starting to get fun. A week um, and a half? What? Three three days. Four days. Yeah, four days. I don't know. I'm off by a week. Everything's off by a <laughs> week. We have four days until draft day. <laughs> four days, yeah. Uh, yeah. Three, three um, days by the time the show comes out. So, yep. Yeah, so we are, um, we're, we're right there. So, yeah, so I put together uh, a mock draft for us um, for today's show and i thought we'd go through it and kind of look it's a seven round draft um and just look at the seahawk picks and how all of that worked out um yeah so i helped you out a little bit i made a couple slides to to help us get through this because uh first of all i wanted to talk about the trades that you made up front mm-hmm. to kind of get this thing in motion so let's put that up and you can kind of walk through them with us well one of the things that um when i went into this that that first trade with uh, new orleans was what this whole draft was going to be about. And that's if you're New Orleans, you don't make the trade that they did with the Eagles to get that extra um, first round pick that's in the middle there, unless you have a strategy, right? They they made that trade um, a month ago for a reason. And uh, the reason typically in that kind of situation is that they have a trade in mind they have a trading partner in mind and what will happen is if the player they want is available um, when the trading partner gets on the clock they'll go through that um, pre-arranged trade and that is what i looked at here is can would the seahawks be uh potentially that team that they would trade up for and so to make that work um seattle would trade back from nine to sixteen they would also get 19 overall and a sixth round pick, um, 194, which they don't have a sixth round pick. That's kind of why that one was included. And yeah, then New Orleans, nice. New Orleans would get um, the ninth overall pick and the 41st overall pick. So, um, and it worked out pretty well. I don't know if the CX would have to give up the 41st overall in order to make this work with New Orleans in real life, but within the mo- in the draft simulating program that um, we use it required it so i went ahead and threw it in yeah well and it put you into to the levels of the draft that um that you wanted to be in and we still have a pick at 40 um so mm-hmm. you're still going to get some value there and in addition to that uh that 392 pick overall third round 92 pick kind of put us in a spot as well where we weren't before so i like it i like the yeah so so that's the second trade um i traded down again from um from nine, so I had 16 and 19. I traded the 19th down to the 22nd. So I ended up picking at 16 and 22 and got that 92nd overall pick um, from the Packers. So 
that ends up with 10 total draft picks for the Seahawks, um, including two in the first round, one in the second, two in the third. Um, that seems so, about that seems about right. That seems yeah. like you know John Schneider's going to leave this draft with ten or eleven picks, and mm-hmm. this is this is a a good way to get there. So, all right. So, um, I made a slideshow, and uh, we'll see if it works uh, because I normally don't make slideshows. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try the slideshow. Well, your first and, one worked, so we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, we'll try that. All right. And then so I also here, have all the information here um, so we can talk about who is available, who wasn't, and all of that stuff Perfect. Um, as we get to each pick. All right. Seahawks are on the clock at 16. And at 16. Here, here's the pick. All right. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, um, probably the number three left tackle prospects, got attitude, work ethic, everything that you'd want out of a left tackle. He's kind of a perfect one for Seattle in terms of his He's a mauler. He's a good run blocker. Um, he's a guy that Bill and I both really like. And he was sitting there, and this, this pick was really easy to do, especially at 16. It's good value. Um, the other players that were kind of sitting there in that same range um, that were available weren't ones that I was excited about um, picking. And was, so, was Jordan Davis by any chance sitting there? No, Jordan okay. Davis went 14 to um, uh, Baltimore. Jermaine Johnson went 12 to mm-hmm. um, Minnesota. So, yeah, I mean, you can get yourself in a little bit of a trouble if you trade out of that nine because you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna pass on a couple of these blue chipper guys at the at the top, and you're gonna get solid uh, player in its place, but you're picking up additional value in the draft. I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the idea. Well, and I personally think Trevor Penning's a blue chipper, so I went with it. Um, I thought that worked well. And we've talked about that. I mean, he's just right there. Mm-hmm. And um, he's definitely the kind of player that I think Seattle likes. He's athletic, super athletic. And um, I think he just kind of fits the mold for the Seahawks going forward. Kind of gives that team a little bit of an edge on offense, mm-hmm. which they've been lacking since Marshawn Lynch left. Yep. All right. Um, let's go with the next one. So the next pick's down at 22. Um, Let me see if I can get this to work, Keith. It shows it's it's working, but we're going to try this. It still says 16 um, from what I see. <laughs> okay, I'll just, while you're while you're playing with that, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll go through and talk. So at 22nd, uh, the 22nd overall pick, um, Traylon Burks, the wide receiver, just went at 20. Kenny Pickett just went at, at I'm sorry, Traylon Works went at 21. Kenny Pickett work went at um, 20. Chris Olave went at um at 19, which is who the Green Bay Packers traded up to get their wide receiver that they needed um after you know their big offseason trade. Um what that meant was that uh I had my pick of uh three three cornerbacks of of players that I wanted, and I went with um Kair Elam, uh, cornerback out of Florida. I love that pick. He's 6'2", 4'3", speed, um, ball hawk. Just there's very little not to like um, about him as a cornerback. He did there. His tape, people are worried because that there seems like there's some concentration lapses. But 
Uh, I think that good coaching and, you know, good teammates accountability, they can uh, rein that in and, and get the most out of him. Um, and so I think he's the, the second most physical corner in this draft uh, next to Gardner and the one of the stickiest guys i mean he's mm -hmm. a press man guy can get up in your face push you back a little bit he's 196 200 pounds 62 he's got the length and it shows up on the field it's not like he's this guy that doesn't have the, the tools he's got the length and the tools he's kind of a ready-made guy somebody else in the draft uh woolen later on got similar length even longer athletic upside but doesn't quite yet have the tool package yet and that's why um Vilem's a great pick here so tell me this tell me the strategy that you had in your mind where you wanted to get corner at, at uh in the first round and you made a trade to get this pick as opposed to waiting uh into the second third round for that well i mean i made the trade because i thought that getting two first rounders was was gonna make, make it work and and having that trade partner of you know, have with the Saints trying to get up into nine to get Malik Willis, which is what they did. They traded up, traded away two first round picks for the ninth overall pick to get their quarterback. Um, it gave me an opportunity to get two good players. The left tackle is the biggest need on this roster right now, other than quarterback, but I'm not addressing quarterback because I don't like any of the quarterbacks in this draft. Um, the second biggest need on this roster was um, corner. And Elam just, he, he's a, an elite corner who probably on day one now is the best corner on this roster. And he's um, 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. He's only, he's only 20, super young. Um, and I just, it was a lot of value. I know that the CX don't typically take corner early, but they did work out sauce Garner um, for a reason. Like they, if he's there at nine, they'll probably take him. And he wasn't there at nine. He went five overall. So um, the second best corner, uh, well, no, I'm maybe not second best because Derek Stingley Jr. is probably the second best. But to he me, this have was the length that the Seahawks like. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, Elam is is right there as the third. Maybe if you want to go Trent McDuffie out of Washington is the third and and Elam is the fourth. But at, at that point, you know, you're going to find disagreement among scouts um, as those guys seem fairly equal. And the fact mm -hmm. that I was able to get him at 22 it's a huge upgrade where the CX need oh, a massive upgrade. And so it just made a lot of sense to, to go ahead and, and pull the trigger there. And I was actually kind of glad that I did because in the other spots in the draft, it didn't seem like there were cornerbacks that I liked that were good value. So it turned out that it worked out really well for me. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of of going offensive tackle and cornerback. I think that those are two positions that you're going to look at in the first round, um, and you you nailed them. Uh, the other the other one that's obvious is you know uh, defensive end, edge rusher, mm-hmm. and if they're just not sitting there, you don't feel comfortable with the talent there. Maybe you want to go find somebody later on. Uh, let's let's see what happens. So, what's the next one? All right. So the next pick is forty, um, and. This one, depending on who you ask, this might be a bit of a reach, but I went with defensive lineman, pass rushing specialist, um, interior pass rushing specialist, um, Perry and Winfrey, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Um, this is a pick he, that he's you, been on your radar for a long time. Yeah, he has been. He's a guy that um, you and I both really like. I think that an interior pass rusher, someone who can get up the field. Um, not coming around the edge, but just come right up the middle, bet- split the guard and the the center and stop the quarterback from being able to step up away from the defensive ends um, will really make that defense better. And that's who Perry and Winfrey is. He's a guy that rushes the passer up the middle. And I just think he's going to be one of those assets that the team really needs. And for him to get him at 40, I thought that was good. I kn- probably could have traded down again and got him a little lower, but I wasn't willing to risk it. He was there and he's a guy I wanted. Yeah. You know, and the other guy that's in the kind of the same pocket is Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt was more of a run stuffer at the, uh, in, at Georgia and needs to develop the pass rushing stuff, but he's got the tremendous athletic upside. This guy was more of the pass rush guy. Uh, just going to work on his in the run a little bit, but he's even a bigger prospect than than Wyatt is, and I think he's got it in him. Well, and Wyatt went twenty fifth to Buffalo um, in this draft, right. and so right. that that left me with the, um, you know, I, the, he wasn't there, but there were other options. This guy's um, at so that long spot. too. I just yeah. like I, I like uh, Perrin Winfrey as a prospect, just because he has all the tools. Yeah. And I think he's just, he's kind of moldable a little bit. He really came out of the senior bowl as far as his mentality, wanting to be a leader on the defensive line and just kind of owning uh, the offensive lines there at, uh, in mobile. That was kind of opening for me with him. All right, Keith. Um, so after that, since there's only the one pick in um, round two because of the earlier trade, um, the Seahawks didn't pick again until 72 in this draft. Uh, and that's in round three overall. So in this one, I was stuck looking at this with a couple of guys that I really liked. Um, and I had to pick one that was harder to pick than I thought it was going to be. I ended up with, um, Kenneth Walker, the third, the running back out of Michigan state, uh, the Seahawks need, I think this is the first time that you, we we've talked about Kenneth Walker, I think yeah, in this show. So Kenneth, um, Walker is. He's a guy with breakaway speed. He's got like that four four two, I believe, speed. Um, so he's got four, that four three eight. Four three eight. So yeah. Um, he's got breakaway speed, which one of the things the CX liked about um Penny when they drafted him was his ability to take um a run. And if they give him a crease, he can turn, you know, an eight yard run into an 80 yard run. And uh Walker can do that. And whereas mm-hmm. the other guy, um, Spiller, which was the other um, running back that really fits Seattle's system. He's perfect for an outside zone running game, which Seattle likes. 
um, to do and, and those kind of things. He runs like a four, six, four, six, six. It was, I was surprised at, at it was his, disappointing. it was really disappointing. And so I went with Walker who's got, who's the speedier guy. Now that wasn't necessarily a, um, it's not so necessarily a great pick for Seattle in terms of they, if they want someone who can, you know, grind between the tackles the way uh, Chris Carson used to, but I, they're yeah. becoming more of an outside zone team. And so um, Walker just kind of fit what fits that. And yeah. they've got interior power uh, on the roster. And so uh, I just felt like it was a good fit. And yeah, Spiller's lack of speed just bothered right. me enough that I, I, I decided to pass on him and go with Walker the third, just because I think he's a better prospect because he's got those wheels to take things deep. You know, he's actually risen up to be, you know, even passing Brees Hall in some boards um, and some people's mocks. Uh-huh. Um, and Kenneth Walker the third is is what you would describe as more of an elusive running back um, mm-hmm. as opposed to a power guy. But he's, he has 5'10", 210 pounds. He could probably put on an additional five pounds and not lose too much athleticism. He's just shifty as can be, though. You watch him on film. He he has very good instincts. He He cuts make spin moves uh guys have a hard time getting their uh hands on him he's kind of one of those guys you know he's not going to be a guy that's a, a tackle breaker although he does break tackles um but just not by sheer force he just he's really kind of uh, dances around a little bit while moving forward and um, i like the pick i think it's a good fit especially if rashad penny only stays another year this mm-hmm. would be the, this would be the guy to take over in 2023 for sure this, um this is, they the CX just need a running back like the, they do. They the, do. the the Carson Penny combo of always injured running backs. It's not a combo anymore. Like I know they're both on the roster right now, but I don't expect that to be true in the season. They need a guy that's dependable. Neither of those other guys is dependable going and getting a running back in this draft. It seems to be a necessity. And so that's why he's on there. Okay. So you're going to awesome. love this next pick. Okay. Round three pick 92 overall. Um, Channing Tindall, linebacker out of Georgia. I do like that pick. That's a that great is, value. That's that, that perfect a, spot where I'm glad you picked yep. up that pick because that's where you're going to get this guy. Mm-hmm. It was part of part of the idea was that hoping that he would be in there. And honestly, you look at the people who um, came after that. Brian Osamoa the second, um, mm-hmm. the linebacker out of Oklahoma, went 97. Five picks later, is really. The only one that I would have considered um, a good pick in that range. Um, otherwise, I probably would have been reaching if he had been gone, um, unless it was unless someone like I don't know Ed Ingram or someone dropped because Tendall got picked. But it was it was kind of that spot. This is a guy with incredible speed uh, at yeah. linebacker. He's an outside linebacker. He's going to be. Um, you know, the weak side linebacker, he might play in the middle if, if the Seahawks go, go to a true 3-4. Um, but the guy's just got incredible speed and his ability to get sideline to sideline. His coverage skills are excellent. Uh, just he's the type of playmaker at linebacker that this team needs, given that they've lost Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright the last two years. Do you see him playing more of an outside off the ball kind of role for the uh, Seahawks then? Yeah, I think um, with that speed and yeah, use have his speed, use his speed at the 
um, in the old KJ Wright role and with with uh, Brooks moving in his speed, moving inside because he's a little bigger and more of a thumper um, at the middle linebacker spot. And so basically, you end up with a you end up with a tandem of um, Brooks and Tyndall to replace um, Wagner and Wright. It just took a couple of years to for them to to get yeah. all the pieces. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy. I mean, when you talk about four four seven speed, I think is where he was at the combine, and then he plays kind of like a safety almost. He can drop back mm-hmm. into coverage. He really hits and thumps, uh, but that's the speed. It's the sideline, the sideline stuff, the agility. Pete Carroll is going to fall in love with a guy like this off the defending uh, national champion uh, Georgia defense home run hit, dude. Nice. Yeah. That was one of my favorite picks of this draft. I'm not going to lie. Best value. Um, So the next pick came in round four, um, pick 109. And um, Kirby Joseph, the safety out of Illinois, he's a guy with a lot of scheme diversity. He can. cover in the slot as a cornerback he can drop back into uh coverage as a free safety and be a deep guy he's a guy that can come up and um and hit people near the line of scrimmage he was also the first of four straight safeties that were picked the next the next three picks after kirby joseph were nick cross brian cook and verone mckinley the third um Mm. so they yeah first of four straight safeties which i thought was weird (laughs) well this guy's amazing i mean i think he's underrated and you know he's really long so he's like 6'1 200 but he's got an 80 inch wingspan and um he runs what a 45040 which is plenty fast for that size he's scheme diverse you mentioned that i think he can play up in the box he can also drop back for you into coverage play a little bit of a big slot he's going to be able to be a you know in that too high thing he's got enough recovery speed there he can cover mm-hmm. your line, your uh, tight ends and your running backs uh, definitely uh, more than adequately, and it, it's a it's a great value at in the fourth round. Um, I think this is kind of where you look for these type of players. You know the the Channing Tindalls and now the Kirby Josephs, their their utility uh, Swiss Army knife kind of players in your defense, and I like it. Yeah, and and speed. Well, I mean that's. One of the things this defense needs is to increase its overall team speed. And um, the Tyndall, uh, Joseph, and Elam pick earlier, those are, these are all guys mm. with serious wheels. Um, the defense got faster with those picks. I can't even tell you how disappointed I will be if the Seahawks don't get faster out of this draft because it's almost impossible. There are so many good players, both on offense and defense, that have 4-4, sub-4-4 speed. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. So love to get a couple of guys like that. All right, here we go. What's next? So the next pick is, actually, I had two picks in a row in round five. Um, And just going in and and knowing that I had those two picks in a row, um, first pick was Alec Lindstrom. He's a center out of Boston College. you know, he Zion, what's his last name? Johnson. Um, Johnson, you know, is a higher ranked prospect going to go probably in round two. I think in this draft, he did go in round two. Um, whereas Lindstrom is in round five, but given the, I mean, that's a lot of value. It's a lot of, a lot of picks between here and there to get a guy who can come in and play center. And we know that Fuller who's currently the backup is terrible. He's just not an NFL center. We saw that last year. Uh, They've got to upgrade the position, and Lindstrom does that for them. 
Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say this guy just has the perfect size for what Seattle wants to do. Um, we brought in Austin Blythe, you know, the, the former Rams center, kind of mm-hmm. the same sort of measurables at 6'3". He's this uh, Alec Lindstrom's 294, but he's super athletic. I think he ran a uh, sub 5040 at the combine. Yeah, it was like 4'8". Uh, four, eight. 488 yeah just kind of opened some eyes there i think um mm-hmm. as far as getting to the second level um being a student of the game and um good solid pick i mean he may not start right away because we do have austin Blythe. we'll see how that goes that competition but i think that he'd be a guy that would be able to come right away in right away where you could say there's a competition um yeah. and and he's he'd a- be in line next year when uh Blythe's contracts no longer around and yeah, a he's kick, a, kicks in he's a fifth starts. round he's a fifth round pick so you don't expect him to start right away exactly. um but i think he can develop into someone who you can really depend on i mean he's a little undersized um and that's not necessarily what you want in a division where you have to play mm. uh, a guy like aaron donald twice a year uh you know but there's there's other ways that you can you know address that uh and i just think that this looks he's a guy that i like in the in just seem like good value if there's a player outside of Seattle's organization that you mentioned the most is, is that guy. And um, I want him to go away. Aaron Donald. I, I just hear that <laughs> name out of your mouth too many times a year <laughs> as a, as a deficit, as a thing that we're behind the eight ball a little bit on as our, but as our every, franchise. Every NFL team is. I know. He's so good. And I and I say that as a Seahawk fan who hates playing against him, but loves watching him when he's playing someone other than Seattle. He is so damn good. We had talked about Zion Johnson earlier. Linderbaum's the other guy in the in the first mm-hmm. round. Would you go back into the first round and get a guy like Linderbaum, which would be kind of the, you know, A plus grade at the in the center class of of this um, of this draft, as opposed so to waiting you- and getting value. Well, to to do that, you'd have to. I guess if if you traded forty, um, and another pick and moved up, um, into like thirty one or thirty two. Tyler Linderbaum went thirty one to the Bengals in this draft, um, and I just his arms are a little short, mm-hmm. and he's come up with that injury in the bowl game. I'm I'm just not sure I would take him there, uh, especially given that they signed Blythe. I think they can wait in this and um go ahead and and get value rather than you know losing a pick to trade up and that kind of stuff i mean i guess if you wanted to go and try and get tyler smith out of tulsa and convert him from guard to center um you could have done that Mm. but perry and winfrey was just too um too important to get at 40 uh to make that move so i just think for a night they've got a tackle then they turn around here they get the center um that's kind of the you know the two offensive linemen that i want them to get in this draft and it just kind of worked like and you didn't you didn't without pressing i mean it just it yeah. you, you it just came to you and that's the kind of the way you want the draft to, to go um, mm-hmm. ideally so that's good all right here we are back to back back to back pick so the very next pick that was 152 this is 153 still in around five um michael clemens the edge rusher out of texas a&m this guy's a project he is athletically freaky he is not as mm-hmm. um, productive as as his athletic freakishness would suggest. Um, but, oh, my God, the potential. Mm-hmm. This, this pick was out of potential. It was either going to be him or Isaiah Thomas, who's an edge player out of Oklahoma, 
Thomas is more, he's, he's more well-defined and you might get more production out of him at day one, but he's got a lower ceiling. Clemens just has that higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. We're picking in, we're picking in round five. Yeah. Why is he staying around? Why is he staying around until round five? What, what deficits does he have in his game um, just, that, that Seattle needs to kind of work on? He really needs to just develop his um, pass rush moves. He um, basically tries to win with speed and just get around people, but he doesn't he doesn't bend around the corner the way you'd like him to. Um, but he's got the ability to win with a bull rush. He's got the strength and size to do that. He's got the ability to um, use his hands and and switch up and maybe come inside you know set people up with an outside move and then come come back to the inside things like that and he just doesn't do it he just runs around the edge over and over and over again and it's going to take time to develop him he's got crazy athleticism but he needs seasoning he needs coaching and if they can coach him up he's just it's a really high potential so i went ahead and and um and made that that move over a guy like isaiah thomas yeah, I mean, talk, this is just a, an embarrassment of riches because, you know, a guy like this got 83-inch wingspan, 6'5", 270 pounds, run a 4'6", 240. I think he can probably get under 4'5", or something like that. I read someplace uh, on another site. Um, and uh, it's just a guy to add to the pile, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I really like the idea of, of bringing these guys in. Um, you had talked about how difficult it is to find guys that can set the edge in a three, four, and, and this would be one of those guys. So he'd just yeah. kind of come in and, and see if he can work himself into a rotation. So I like it. Okay. Cool. Um, now so then we're, now the, the area of the draft we didn't have before the draft and we had it after you made the trades. Yeah. So um, pick 194, which is round six. The six don't currently have a sixth round pick. Part of um, when I made that first trade, yeah, it was, it was moving up and, and getting – um, two or moving down, but also moving up from 41 into 19 to get that second, um, that second first round pick. But the other nice thing about that particular trade was that it got me this one because the six don't have a sixth round pick. And there's this pocket of talent in here that's worth, um, considering and looking at. And if you can get them, get it as a throw in for, um, you know, in a bigger trade, you got to do it. Because and, as it stands now, the Seahawks pick at five. 154 and then they have to wait until the seventh round like yeah. pick 229 right so yep. that's a big gap so in this in this um draft i went ahead and got kevin austin jr who's a wide receiver out of notre dame he's kind of more of a weapon than a wide receiver really not a polished um route runner but he's six two he's got speed he's um really strong good hands although on the deep balls because he can get deep um, he tends to let the ball come into his body a little more than I'd like, but uh, that might be coachable because he doesn't do that in the shorter in the shorter passes. It's just for some reason when he's uh, going deep, he likes to do that. So uh, I don't know. It's just a at sixth round pick. Plus, this guy's like, with his size and speed, he's an instant special teams like mm-hmm. contributor. Mm-hmm. And he's another guy with wingspan. I mean, here's a wide receiver at six two two oh nine. He's got an eighty inch wingspan. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so he's just Long all, he's arms. just arms and he can just go up and get stuff. High point. As soon as he learns how to do that, you, you mentioned that uh, deficiency in his game. Yep. He could end up being a, you know, your fourth wide receiver and just kind of a specialist to go down and get some red zone targets and all that kind of stuff. 
Plus he's one of those teams. with the physical attributes, you know, there's nothing stopping him from becoming a number two wide receiver over after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, if That's he's so coachable true. and if he's, if he's trainable because there are the deficiencies in his game aren't, he's not fast enough or he's not big enough or he can't jump high enough um, or he just gets beat physically. None of those things are true. He needs to, um, he needs to learn how to get the ball at its highest point instead of waiting for it to come down to him. And, you know, things like that, which you can coach those things. And, yeah, you know, I think that it's a good spot for him and he should be able to, you know, do that. And he's, there's no pressure on him to perform right away because he will be this team's fifth wide receiver. Yeah, uh, I like it. Year. So most projections having him go, um, you know, at the back end of the sixth or early seventh. So getting mm-hmm. him at 194, you kind of get a jump on that and ensure that you've, you've got him in here. I, I, we've talked about him before and mocked him a, a couple different times. And I just think he's kind of a perfect fit in that area of the draft where guy needs some work, but he's got all the athletic upside that you could ever want. Mm-hmm. And you bring him in, you kind of see what, what he's what he's all about. I think it's perfect. All right. Yeah, and then okay, so then after that, we're just down in around seven. I went with uh, Trey Turner, uh, wide receiver out of Virginia Tech. This guy is got a lot of long speed. He's a deep threat. Not much else. Um, really a developmental project. Who again can contribute on special teams right away. He might not make the roster right away. He might end up mm-hmm. in the practice squad initially. Um, especially with having picked taken a receiver just before that. But this was one of those as you look at the guys and you're like, okay, of of the people who are left, mm. um, who's the one who's most likely to make the roster because of special teams ability. You're picking in round seven. You're not getting a starter. Um, maybe not, at least not right away. Right. So pick a guy with, with upside and his ability to, to contribute to special teams um right away and that's where i went with um with trey turner nice yeah you could have gone you know a few different ways safety corner uh mm-hmm. developmental quarterback another offensive lineman to work on you know we're, you could always use a tackle or whatever um a kicker i mean you could have gone a lot of different ways i was curious about the back-to-back wide receivers but i get it it's just one of those best athletes available picks almost and you yeah just, you get I, you get that guy I looked for Cade York, who's the best kicker in this draft and probably the only draftable one. Um, he went the last pick around six to the Jaguars. Um, yeah, as far as like safeties and, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, you're looking at like uh, Jacoby Durant, who's a cornerback out of South Carolina State. Uh, you know, maybe one of the linebackers, Percy Butler, the safety out of Louisiana Lafayette. Which they have, I mean, they have brought him in. Yeah. To look at. Yeah. Um, and so there, there, there were some other options. The, the wide receiver was mainly just, I was like, out of all of the options that are here of guys that are still available, which one do I like the best, regardless of who I just picked? And that's why I'm with uh, Trey Turner. I think it makes, it makes total sense to me. It makes total sense to me. I think it makes sense to everybody. <laughs> so what do you think right, overall, so of, overall of my draft? So there's the overall draft, the Keith Myers 2022 mock draft so okay so i totally get the trevor penning trade down pick i think that's uh tremendous i would have been disappointed if we trade down to 16 which is really kind of the back end of where i would want to trade down 
and then nobody was available. Say Trevor Penning happened to come off the board early, and then you're sitting there floundering a little bit. You've got Jordan Davis is off the board. Uh, Jermaine Johnson's off the board. Everybody that fell out of the, you know, into the teens is kind of working their way off the boards, and you're just kind of stuck a little bit. And then you find yourself maybe even needing to trade down a little bit more just so that you don't overextend or you're reaching for somebody. That's my worst fear in this draft. So having Trevor Penning there for that pick was perfect. Career, uh, Kier Elam is one of my favorite picks in this draft. I watched him for probably 20 minutes this afternoon um, on, on a highlight reel, and he's just a playmaker. You know, he's mm-hmm. a guy that's a ball hawk. He knows how to uh, read the quarterback. Uh, he's very tight in coverage. He's got all the physical tools and traits to be your number one lockdown corner, and I think that's his role uh, in Seattle. So I'm really excited to get both of those picks. Wasn't expecting to have two picks in the first round, so that's a great pocket <laughs> of the of the draft there, where players just weren't available in any other mock that I think that we did. Uh, the Perry and Winfrey pick, obviously, we've talked about that many times. Kenneth Walker surprised me. I was like, "Wow, there's a player, a running back in a position of need that we really haven't talked about very much." So I was kind of we excited really, to yeah. talk about him. Uh, Channing Tindall's value all over that. That might could end up being the best pick in the draft long term. Kirby Joseph, you know, add to the pile of, of all the safeties, um, super athletic. Alec Lingstrom could end up being the starting center long-term after this year. Uh, Michael Clemens project, Austin Turner, Trey, or Austin uh, and Turner uh, to round it out. I, yeah, I mean, it's a great pick. I would not be disappointed with those 10 players out of the draft, especially at the top, you know, the top four or five guys make the draft for sure. What do you think? Well, I was really pleased with the way this this draft fell. Um, Perry and Winfrey felt like a reach, but I didn't care because he's one of my favorite players. Um, and it's something that this team really needs. And there was just a lot of like, uh, I, I thought you were going to gonna get me for not getting an edge rusher earlier. Um, I really didn't. I mean, I, but I got an interior rusher with the idea that you've got, um, you've got a couple year's of, draft too. Well, and you've got a couple of edge players on the roster that will be significantly more uh, productive if there's an interior presence uh, to come in and 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 get up the middle and just make it so the quarterback ha- can't escape. Um, and so, and that's why what, what I went with there. But I did think you 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 ding me on that one. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know the the Elam pick makes up for it. I mean, that's that's where you would have tried maybe mm-hmm. um to get one of those premier guys and it just it just fell that way and then so by the time you're you're picking winfrey and walker and tyndall you've got some choices there maybe but then you're reaching a little bit it just it really depends on how the draft falls for the seahawks um i do expect them to draft an edge uh we oh, yeah. obviously did in michael clemens with this draft um uh, but if they want somebody that's going to have an impact right away it's going to be in the top two picks uh, yeah. or three picks and but i think we'll with offensive tackle and cornerback um they, they just have bigger needs and so i went with that um the other thing is michael clemens reminds me of alton robinson um who was picked in the fifth round a couple of years ago good things happen when he's on the field he's a guy that that has made an impact the last two years and is just making a case that he deserves more playing time, but it's taken, you know, some time from some development for him to to show that. And 
Clemens and, he, and he's smart. one of those guys that could benefit from Perry and Winfrey being in there. Oh, he he will. He was one of the guys I was referring to. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that that's where I, I just I like that pick. But um, overall, like I like this draft. This isn't like where I went through and and did ten drafts and sent you the one that that <laughs> I like the most. I literally did one draft and yeah. sent it to you, um, and it fell really nicely for me. Yeah, I like it. It did. Like I said, I'd be happy. I mean, I can't believe this thing's right on us right now. I know you said a week and a half earlier, but you were definitely in a fog. We're it just feels, a few, few days away. It feels like a week and a half for me <laughs> because I have a lot of stuff that I've got to do in the next couple of days before <laughs> before I fly down and see you because um, yeah, we, uh, we are going to be together on um, for all three days of the draft uh, down in, in Phoenix. So that'll yeah, be a blast. That'll be, that'll be a lot of fun, actually. Okay, so let's get out of here. Thanks for putting all that together, Keith. I appreciate the work um, ahead of time. You can find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. You can find the show. Find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and share it if you like it. So until next time, go Hawks. Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWC Hawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.